and blue what do you do we got stories to see you through that time of the month that time of the month need a fix come get your kicks we got tales by kooky chicks that time of the month that time of the month So next, you guys are going to hear the story, Have Sunship Will Travel, with Kelly Lynn. Oh, it's one of these kind. There you go. Thank you. Hello. Can everybody hear me? Thanks for coming out. I appreciate it. Um, I'm hoping I can read this. I left my cheaters at home. <laughs> So uh, when I first heard the topic of the, the show that I read, Dressed for Success, my mind went uh, immediately to a day many, many, many years ago when the design stars aligned perfectly for me. It was a day when my entire ensemble elicited, re elicited a reaction from every single person I encountered that day. I'm talking 12 glorious hours of magic. It was a day that I knocked it out of the park or off the runway, fashionably speaking. The year was 1993-ish. Uh, the season was fall, and I was preparing for my first business travel trip all on my own. I was traveling from Atlanta, Georgia, all the way down to Tampa, Florida. At the time, there was a particular piece of clothing in my repertoire that I favored, a cow neck sweater. As a visual aid to assist this evening, I have uh, scoured the internet and uh, uh, managed to come up with this uh, lovely cow neck top that I've got on here. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't quite, doesn't have quite the cow neck that uh, I was rocking back in the 90s, but I think you get a little bit of the idea. Now I had two of these cow neck sweaters, um, identical design, one in mauve and the other in seafoam green. <laughs> I promise, those were very popular colors back in the early 90s. And they had quarter-length sleeves. They were really long and oversized because I loved to pair them with leggings. And they were also made from a luxurious cotton polyester blend. <laughs> so on this particular business travel day, I was sporting, nay, rocking, a pair of pink and white checkered leggings with my mauve cow neck. My hair, which was very important to my overall presentation, still is, was its usual shade of what I like to call a non-natural blonde, and it was styled big. Big like all the southern girls were styling it back then and maybe still today. Oh yes, I looked fabulous. And the airline I was flying and hopefully a few of you, I'm sure a few would get some of these references, it was a new startup company called Kiwi Air, founded by a group of out-of-work Eastern airline pilots. And I've since learned that the company was named for the flightless Kiwi bird. <laughs> Did not know that at the time. I just thought it was a hip startup new airline and I felt pretty special to be aboard. Now, one of the things they did a little differently from other airlines is they handed out sun chips rather than peanuts. 
And Sun chips are brand new at the time. I think by now everyone is familiar with the square rippled multigrain chips, but they were fairly new then and certainly seemed far classier than a pack of peanuts. I can tell you I was feeling pretty cool sitting on the plane, three or four carry-ons stuffed, crammed in the overhead bin for my two-day trip, <laughs> sipping a Coke and snacking on my exotic sun chips. <laughs> Once we landed, I made my way off the plane and headed for the rental car counter. My first direct human contact was at the car rental booth. I was warmly greeted by an attractive middle-aged woman at budget rental car. Nothing but the best for my travel arrangements. As we talked, I remember thinking, she is really giving me her full attention. We have a real connection. She must really be impressed with how I'm dressed. <laughs> I walked away from the counter feeling confident and ready to take on the rest of my day. About an hour from the airport, I found my exit off the interstate, which was no easy task since as we know, it's 1993-ish. I had a, a physical paper map. None of that electronic gadgetry we have today. Uh, no blinking arrow to tell me I am here. Uh, no comforting female narrator to tell me, take a left in 1.5 miles. <laughs> Consequently, I found myself pulling into a gas station to ask for directions. There I was greeted by a young, nice-looking guy, and even though I was newly married, I was delighted when he seemed to be checking me out. Ooh, I still got it, that's what I'm thinking. I gave him a big smile, I thanked him, I continued on my way, and uh, in my head I'm thinking, well, business travel is awesome. <laughs> so for this trip, I was booked at a swanky hotel, the Holiday Inn. <laughs> Upon arrival, I was greeted by a bellhop who was kind enough to take my luggage and escort me uh, to check in at the counter. He seemed genuinely interested in me, but then again, I was dressed for success. <laughs> we talked casually as I waited for the hotel clerk to find my reservation. And after a few moments, the clerk said, I'm sorry, Miss Lynn, the, um, I don't have a reservation for you. He seemed sincerely apologetic and attentive, no surprise. <laughs> so I double-checked my paperwork and discovered that I had stopped at the wrong hotel. Oopsie. Turns out there was another Holiday Inn just a few miles further down the road. Happens all the time, Miss Lynn, he assured me. I was a little embarrassed, to be sure, but their smiling faces put me at ease and I could tell they were as sorry as I was to see me go. <laughs> when I arrived at my actual hotel, I was a little disappointed that this one was smaller, it had no bellhop service, but I didn't let it dampen my good mood. And I was still getting the quality treatment that I had become accustomed to on this trip. <laughs> so after check-in, I headed off to my room. I plopped on the bed, picked up the remote to turn on the TV, but nothing happened. I thought, well, shoot, I got to call down to the front desk, see what's going on. Fortunately, a maintenance guy responded right away. I opened the door, and he did a double take. He did a double take at my appearance. I gave him a knowing smile that said. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and then he promptly reached in, flipped a switch, and the TV came right on. So I gave him a little sheepish grin and thought, oh, that's my bad. But I looked fabulous, so I felt that instead of wasting his time, I had actually done him a favor. <laughs> so I had one last personal encounter that evening, room service. 
I was still feeling quite pleased with myself and thought room service would be a treat, not just for me, <laughs> but also for the person who got to deliver my food. Again, I was not disappointed. A cute, fresh-faced fresh kid showed up at the door. Grinning from ear to ear, he laid out my food. I tipped him. He thanked me enthusiastically. And I think he gave me a little wink as he left the room. A meal never tasted better. But alas, my day finally came to an end. I headed to the bathroom to prepare for bed. And I also wanted to take a closer look at the countenance that had so entranced and captivated people that day. <laughs> as I looked closely in the mirror, I noticed that first my hair had retained its poof, and as I turned back and forth, trying to decide my best angle, I spied something that gave me great pause. I peered closer, I looked down, resting innocently, in the crook of my now infamous <laughs> cow neck sweater was a single perfect sunship. All that time, all those people, and that sunship had been sitting there the entire time. Now I have to tell you, to this day, I still have to wonder, was it me? Or was it that exotic sunship? <laughs> Spread the word, they're funny, smart, and so absurd. Happens every month, it's the neatest storytelling.